You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and everyone at Radio Maria Canada, we are very happy that you've joined us today. Today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in, but we would love for you to keep up with our show, our upcoming guests, and tidbits that we offer on our social media sites by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations, and do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. And we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybsa.com. Today on our show, uh, we have a woman uh, who inspires us with her story, how she has come through abuse and how she finds herself today uh, having a platform to work with women who have had uh, similar stories to her, who are looking to reach out to find somebody to help them uh, in their times of trouble. Verna Haywood fled an abusive relationship in Trinidad with just a hundred euro and a suitcase and came to the UK in 1997 determined to be a voice for women in similar situations who have yet to find their own strength. She is the founder of health and wellness business, La Vie, which means life, where she empowers and inspires women. At La Vie, Verna uses the seven pillars of health and wellness to rebalance, restore, and renew women to enable them to live a life of wholeness. Verna's method combines an holistic approach to reestablish harmony between body, mind, and soul. It draws on the principles she learned growing up on the island of Grenada in the Caribbean, using nature and seasonal produce to feed, sustain, and medicate to ensure a healthy, balanced life. Verna is the original Spice Girl from the Island of Spice. She now lives in Dorset on the south coast of England with her husband and is the author of the upcoming book, Unstoppable, How to Live an Empowered Life. Her story is truly inspirational. It's very much a privilege uh, for me to speak with her. We cover a lot of things, a lot of very difficult topics. Um, We talk about Verna's story of abuse and how she found the strength to leave and cultivate a new life for herself. We talk about why self-forgiveness is the starting point to a healthy recovery from abusive relationships. And um, we discuss Verna's seven pillars of health. Verna herself is someone that I am honored to, to know, and I am 
privileged to have the Health Hub as a vehicle for her to tell her story. Please do stay tuned with us. We will be back in a couple of minutes to talk with Verna Hagen.
Are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in. And we would love for you to follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Verna, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Kathy, for having me on the Health Hub. Oh, it's, um, it's our pleasure, really. really. <laughs> you have quite a history, quite a story. And if, if I'm nothing else, I am a believer that we need to tell our stories. Um, I, I, it's, it's such a strong opinion and passion and, and thought process that I have when I'm working with people to tell your stories because they're authentic, Right. Our stories are authentic. And when you can share them with somebody, you never know who you'll touch. But as long as you are you are in the place where you're trying to be authentic and you are trying to have others learn from what you're doing, I think the presence you have in this world is is something that needs to be honored. And you have quite a story. And I would love for you to share it with us all because it really does um set the foundation as to where you are today. That's great. Thank you very much. And I, I do believe in that as well. I think if I can just touch one person with my story, mm-hmm. that will be great because then that one person will touch another person and so forth and so forth. Um, so my name, as um, Kathy said, is Verna Haywood. And I fled a relationship. I fled a really bad relationship um, which I was married into. Um, my 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 abuse started when I was very young, but and that went on into my teenage years and into my adulthood, and then I got married and had to fled my marriage with a hundred pounds in a suitcase, and went to England in 1997. So imagine I'm starting from scratch all over again in a country that I didn't know. Yes, I had an uncle and an auntie here with some cousins, but those are not people that I was acquainted with. So you're coming into a foreign land with people and you're unsure of what is going to happen to you. So many of you right now may be in the same situation and you're wondering how to get out of that toxic Um, abusive relationship, don't let money be the thing that stops you from making a move. If you allow that to happen, then you will always be subjecting your power to someone else. Someone else is always going to be taking your power away from you. You become 
um, nothing. They make you feel as small as possible. You're insignificant. And you are not. You are powerful beyond your means. You don't know how much power you've got. But until you leave, you will not know that. You will just be just, um, you know, pining away, just, just, just becoming nothing. So what I did, I fled. And I started all over again. I started, um, went back to school, studied travel and tourism. I went back and I studied, um, went to university, did my degree in international um, spa management. I worked on Carnival Cruise Line. Um, I met people from all over the world. So I had a, a, a vast uh, knowledge of working with 96 different nationalities. Now, if you think about it, had I stayed where I was, I think I can't make it. I would probably would not know Kathy now. I probably would have died years ago because when someone is in the army and someone said, I'm going to bring a gun home, what there's only one thing on their mind. Why would you want to bring a gun home? I couldn't talk to anyone. And when I finished work, I had to be home at a particular time. If I was not home at that particular time, then was was sad for me. So it was a case of that was not why I was created. I was not created to live in fear. And fear can keep you back. Fear can hold you bound. It can, it can trap you. It can wrap you up. And you have got not to be fearful because you were not given a spirit of fear. What you were given was the power of love, a power of love and a sound mind. And when you have that power of love and a sound mind and you claim that and you speak those words to yourself, what you start doing is building yourself up from the inside out. Most people want to build themselves up from the outside. You can't build from the outside. You have to build from the inside. And the one thing you have got to remember is not to hate. Hate is another thing that can, it can stifle you. It can disfigure you. You become ugly because that hate on the inside is coming out and reflecting on the outside. So you want to be able to forgive. You want to have a clean heart. When you said have a clean and a pure heart, you know, that's exactly what it is. You want to have that clean heart because when you are working from a place of knowing, working from a place of love, because in your heart is love, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you would hear me using lots of scripture verses because that's what I had to use when I was younger to kind of hold me steady and hold me strong. And to know that I was loved. So even though when I told family members that this was happening to me and nobody cared and nobody wanted you to talk about it, because in those days it's like, no, you need to keep that hush hush. We don't talk about these things, especially being a woman of color. It makes you think that you can't say anything. But this thing about it is this. It's not just happening to women of color. It's happening to women all over the world. It doesn't matter your complexion. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter which country you belong to. It's happening to women all over the world. And all I wanted to do was to become a voice for women so that they know that they don't have to stay in that situation. And that's what I have done and retrained myself. So I am also a holistic therapist. So I trained as that. And I've just designed my program called um, Unstoppable Resilience, Three Powerful Practices to Take Your Power Back. You have got to take your power because it's only when you can stand in your power 
your power. If you can't stand in your power, you are powerless. If you can't stand in your power, you can't ask for what you want. If you can't stand in your power, that job you are seeking, that promotion you are seeking, you can't stand in it because they're going to tell you you're not worthy. But you are worthy and you have got to believe that and you have to believe that from the inside out. Because when you can believe it, they can see it because it is a reflection. It reflects on you. When you have that love on the inside, it reflects on you. It comes out when you speak. When you open your mouth to speak, all they can see is light. There is no darkness. And those are the things you have got to look for. Those are the things that you have got to, to, um, to have in your heart. Your mind can, it will tell you all sorts. It will tell you all the things, all the negative things that someone has said. It will tell you that. I'll get to tell you a story. When I was younger and my grandmother asked me, Verna, what would you like to be when you grow up? I said, I'd like to be a nurse. I'd like to follow in my big sister full step. She was my hero because she was the first black nurse to graduate in Holland way back in the 60s. And when I saw her, I thought, I want to be like her. And my grandmother looked at me and she said, you know what? Over my dead body. Because my dad wasn't married to my mom. So as far as she was concerned, I wasn't one of them. And she made me know that. She made me know that I was a black sheep in the family. She made me know that I did not belong. Now, <laughs> as a young girl at five years old, what do you know about being a black sheep? All I thought is this woman was talking gibberish. What is she talking about? I have no idea. And, I, and yes, I came to England over her dead body. So you have to be careful the words you speak because words are powerful. Words have life. If somebody says something negative about you, you have got to negate it immediately. You have got to say, no, that does, that's not me. I'm not, that's not going to happen to me. But if you take that and you ponder on it and you ponder and you ponder and you ponder and you allow it to enter in your heart, that's what you believe in because it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you want to be careful what you're listening to, who you're listening to, who you are surrounded by, um, your environment. I believe it's so important to know your environment because all of that will have an emotional effect on you. All of that will have a mental effect on you. That's so social. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Yes. You, you know, we take those things for granted. But I, I, I'm not telling you that I came to read it without thinking suicidal thoughts. Because at one point I had to ask myself, why is this happening to me? When I was young, it happened to me. In my teenage years, it happened to me. I grew into adulthood. People abusing me uh, sexually and, and verbally. And then I get married and I'm in the same situation. And I am a Christian. I'm going to church. I'm doing all, and he too. So don't think because you might be in church that you're safe. You know, he said there are wolves in sheep clothing. You might think somebody is coming to you and they look really nice and really pristine. And yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my, um, my angel. The thing I didn't ask for was what type of man I wanted in my life. Who should he be like? What should he be like? 
And the thing about it is, I saw how he treated his mom. I saw how he spoke to his mom. And I made it a, a mental note, but not only did I make it a mental note, I said to him, if you can speak to your mom like this, if you can speak to your mother like this, I can't imagine what you're going to do to me. And he said, no, 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 that's how my mom and I get on with each other and everything like that. But the red flag is there. You will see the red flags. It will show up. Don't I have a question, to- Verna, for you. Yes. Um, yes. Something that you, you know, you touched on. And I know when we tell our stories, um, so many things come out. But something I'm curious about, you talked about forgiveness. Yes. And who are you forgiving? Is it yourself? Is it the people that have hurt you? Is it everybody? Where does forgiveness start in your mind's eye for the greatest first step in healing? The greatest first step in healing and forgiveness have to start with you. You have to forgive you because you tend to blame yourself. Is it my fault? I am the reason because they, they make you feel that way. You are the reason. You are the reason why they did what they did because you did something that you should not have done. No, you didn't do anything. You did not do a thing. That is what is in them. And they want to portray it on you that you did it. So first of all, you have got to forgive you. You have got to tell yourself, this is not my fault. I'm not taking blame for this. And do not make yourself a victim. The worst thing you can do is make yourself a victim. You are not a victim. You are a victor. So you have got to see yourself from that point from the very beginning. Once you have done that, once you can see yourself that way, because you have to visualization, you have to visualize yourself, you have to affirm it that I am not a victim. This is not my fault. I am not going to hold on to that. So once you can forgive yourself, you have done nothing. Yes, I know we have done nothing, but forgive you. So you don't take the blame and then forgive everybody else because you want to have that pureness. You want to have that, that clean. You want to be clean and pure because when you're clean and pure, there is nothing that can stop you from achieving what you want to achieve. The only person that can stop you is you because you have greatness in you. You were born with that. He said before the foundation of the earth, I predestine you. So yes, everything was predestined. God knew what was going to happen. And he, he gave you the strength because what we go through is not just for us. We, I, this is my personal belief. Not every one of us is strong. Not every one of us have that strength, resilience. Um, I mean, just yesterday, last night, I heard of a a, a Christian lady. She's a policewoman. And uh, she was laughing and everything with her friends at work, then went home and hung herself. So we would think that she was strong, but she was suffering on the inside and nobody could see that. So not all of us is strong. So we need to speak up because when we speak up, we will help someone. Uh You know, someone, maybe just touching somebody on their shoulder might cause them to say something. And think about when you're saying something about someone else, always remember when you're speaking about someone else, when you're saying something bad about someone else, you are saying something bad about you. 
We think when we negate someone and when we say something bad about another woman or something like that, we are talking about them. But no, my darlings, you are talking about yourself. So you want to be speaking positive. You want to be speaking sound words that bear good fruit. You don't plant bad seed and expect to get good fruit. Mm -hmm. You have to plant good seed and in good soil. And as you water it, it begins to grow and nurture. So you want to be careful. Your heart is where everything, where you grow everything. And that's the place you want to make sure you keep as pure and as clean as possible. And then your heart can impact your mind and your thoughts. So yes. if you start with your mind, it can impact negatively if you can't get these thoughts out. But I think what you're getting at is if you start in a place of love and you start with your heart, it impacts all of your thoughts. And I think it's so beautiful. Um, I, I want to start talking about, you know, what you're doing now and, and the fear that you're addressing. And I'm sure you continue to address. But I think what I'm going to do is take a quick break now, uh, everybody, and we'll come back in a few minutes because I don't want to have any hiatuses um, in, in our next bit of conversation. So we'll take a break here and please stay tuned with us. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Silence, broken pieces lying around where it went down. Water rising back to silence, quietly crying, wondering how. And look at us now. We thought our love would take the world by storm. Are we too far apart? Worlds among the stars You're gonna take a piece of my heart If you leave So it's two separate ways Or am I too late to say I wanna fight for what we got Cause I believe In family We're simply surviving Facing these giants The bigger they are, the harder they fall But I still believe in The dreams we've been dreaming The hope that we built on It's never too far, it's never too far If we choose to turn and let these walls fall down Are we too far apart? Worlds among the stars You're gonna take a piece of my heart If you leave So it's two separate ways Or am I too late to say I wanna fight for what we got Cause I believe In family
Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody, to the Health Hub. We're talking with Verna Haywood. Um, it's it's quite a, a touching story, a powerful story for all of us to listen to, and um, so much we can take from it in our own lives. There is some piece of what Verna is saying that we can attribute to our own lives, whether it's the way we speak to people, our thought processes, opening up our heart. Um, this isn't a story of just a woman's courage. Uh, and fleeing abuse. This is a story that lays the foundation for humanity. And it's, it's a beautiful story. Verna, have, is, is your healing process and, and working with women um, as you do, is the healing process ever complete? Or are you continually in the process of healing? You are continually in the process of healing. I find when I speak about it, before now, I would not have spoken anything about it. I would have just kept everything on the inside. But I think the reason why I had not done that, I always knew that I wanted to motivate women, and that's what I wanted to do, be a voice. But I wanted to make sure that what I was going to say was not going to hurt family members, And my big sister, as I said, she was my hero. And um, I wanted to make sure that what I was going to talk about was not going to be um, um, cause any enmity or any problem between us or the family. So because she was the matriarch of the family. So my brother knew um, and we then spoke to her. So we had a three-way conversation because they live in Curacao and I am in England. So we had to have this three-way conversation. And two years ago, she gave me her blessing that I should tell my story and I should help women. So once I had that, once I had that go, I, I decided yes. And since I started speaking about it, you find a lot of things you bury, things you, you I, Things that I wouldn't think of when I start speaking, they will come, they will come alive. And when they come alive, that's when you're healing because as you speak about it, you don't leave it in the closet. If you have clothes that, that, that can't fit you, 
you don't keep holding on to this clothes thinking you're going to get back to a size eight. You probably never will. So why would you keep it? If you have rotten fridge, rotten, rotten food in your, in your cupboard or in your, in your fridge, will you keep that rotten food? No, you won't. You will clean it out. You will clear it out. So it's the same thing when you start speaking, your healing is taking place. At the same time, you are healing someone else with your story. So it is so important to, to speak it out because when you speak those words, when you come, when you are authentic about it and it's coming from a depth, from it coming from the inside, that healing show forth because not only are they going to hear it in your voice, they're going to feel it. They're going to feel it on their, their body. They're going to see your, the light coming through. They're going to see your life. They're going to see everything. So you just want to be open open and just allow it to happen. So the healing process, to me, it never stops. They keep healing, you treat, keep trans- the transformation keep happening, um, that self-development keep happening, and then you're thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was that powerful. I didn't know that I was that strong. I mean, I have friends that tell me, really, you don't know how strong you are. And I think, well, I'm not that strong. But then when you start speaking, you're thinking, oh yeah, I am. And you can never let your story become um, a common place for you. You can't. Because as you say, when you talk to people, you never know who you're impacting. And because you've told your story and you're coming to terms with your story so many times, it can seem maybe that it's, it's a done deal. Whereas you may be just beginning the healing process of somebody else. And, and that is... That is that is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing with your story. And again, we talk about telling stories and I just think it's so powerful. Now, may I ask, has your healing process brought you back to where you need to face those people who have hurt you? Yes. I mean, some of them are not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not alive anymore. But I look and I don't. I try to see if I have hate in me, and I don't. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I, I can't. There is no part of me that feel hate. And that's such a nice thing. It's such a nice thing that I can go to bed, I can do things and not have any hate. In me. Even if somebody wronged me now, I don't have any hate. And if I think that I'm going to allow something to affect me, I start finding something positive to think about and to talk about because we have to remember thoughts will always come. We, 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 we think about how many thoughts a day, how many trillions of thoughts go through our, our, our brain. Um, but you have, you have your, your conscious and your subconscious and you have got to think, well, I'm not going to allow this to embed in here because you don't belong. And you have got to speak to it like you're speaking to a person. You don't belong in here. I'm not housing you. So get, get, you know, get away. No, just, just leave. And then you have some, something more positive. You know, you might want to. And the other thing as well, when you're thinking about what it is you want and those positive things, sometimes it's not always good to tell other people because the person you might tell may not be on the same level with you. And they might be thinking, who is Jenny to think that she can do this? Who is Jenny to think that she can accomplish this? 
unless you're speaking to your mentor or somebody who is guiding you, we always want to tell our friends, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm doing that. Sometimes you just need to stay quiet Mm -hmm. and just carry on. Mm -hmm. And then they just see the fruit, you know, be the fruit, the fruit, the fruit just coming and blossoming. And then when they ask you a question, you have something to deliver. Mm-hmm. You have something to give them, to help them to grow. And they might say, but why didn't you tell me? And you can then say, well, I didn't tell you because I needed that fruit to come alive. I needed that fruit to bear. And as a fruit bear, I can then tell you and you can partake in the fruit. Hmm. That's nice. Now, Verna, are you the point of contact for a woman? And I'm I'm assuming you're dealing only with women, and this could be incorrect, so do correct me if I'm wrong. But are you the point of contact for a woman who is looking to leave a situation? Is that where you're looking to um, help somebody? Or are you the point of contact with your programs that is the healing process? I'm, I'm the point of contact for a woman who have left a toxic relationship and want to begin the healing process. Okay. Um, at the same time, yesterday in speaking to someone, um, he said to me, Verna, do not limit someone else who may be in a situation where they can't leave, but they can hear your story. Mm-hmm. And that might then propel them to make the decision because what I, what I said was, is that when I made that decision, most women tend to tend to think financially, they can't, they can't make a move because they have no money to make that move and they get stuck. They, they keep themselves stuck. And I just want them to know you do not have to be stuck. So maybe if I have to create a video that they can listen to, Um, like you're doing now, the podcast, they can listen to that podcast and they can say, I can make that decision. I can take that chance. Mm -hmm. You have to take risk. You have to take risk. If you don't take risk, what I did was take a risk. I left Grenada. Uh, I mean, I left Trinidad because I was living in Trinidad and I came to the United Kingdom. How many thousands of miles that is? You understand? So mm-hmm. you have to take a risk. You don't know, but until you, until you push that door open, who is going to step in there to help you? You have to push the door open. And as you push that door, hey, everything opens up for you. So I'm at the point of contact where, yes, I work with women, but if a man feels that he wants to contact me as well, um, I will not say no. I will deal with that person because men do go through abuse as well. But mainly women is who I want to, to work with and see women all over the world gain their power and they're able to say no. Fear can be so debilitating. It can stop you from action. And I think, um, as I said, when you tell your story and over, you know, you may diminish um, some of the the strength that you have. I mean, you tell your story and I don't ever want you to have this commonplaceness about it because the strength that you must have had the courage to leave um, that needs to be honored. Um, It really does need to be honored. Now, what to you then when you're working with women, 
you're trying to develop them on the wellness space, what are your pillars of wellness from the platform you're talking from? From the platform I'm talking from, I think before I go there, I'd like to say this to, to, to women. I had a permanent job. I was in my job for 15 years and I left without any, any severance benefits or anything like that. I just left. My life was more important than anything else. So I just want you to know that. And if I have done it, you can do it too. The pillars that I work from, I, my program is developed on the three steps. So there are three steps, but I work from the seven pillars of health. And the seven pillars are emotion, emotional health, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, financial health, social, and environmental. All of these affect what I'm going to be talking about in my program. So the three powerful practices that I have had to use, because I'm also a holistic therapist, so people come to me for holistic treatments, and I mostly do um, massages, because when I find uh, the healing comes out during that time, I work with them based on what I sense. I work very intuitively with them. And most time if a, a woman is telling me um, something during her consultation or after the treatment, we're talking over what happened, what she felt, they will burst out into tears. And I just allow them to cry either during the treatment or after the treatment because you need that release. So with the three steps is you reflect, revitalize and renew. So you have to look in the mirror. You have to look in the mirror of your soul. Look deep. When you look in the mirror, you're looking in the mirror to see, does my hair fit right? Does everything in place? Is my makeup okay? Yes, you have to look on the inside. And as you look on the inside and as you reflect, you're seeing things and then you're thinking, okay, I need to banish this thought. I need to banish this. I need to get rid of that. I need to bring this in. It's like you're emptying your home and bringing new stuff in. And we're going to carry that on. And then once you come out of doing the reflection part, then we go into the um, revitalization. So you need to understand what revitalization is. You want to know how you're going to go about it. And you want to know what are the next steps, why you want to do it. And then you're thinking about detox. So we, somebody asked me, um, why detox? Now, when we talk about detoxification, we're not talking about just you, uh, oh, I'm not an alcoholic or I'm not on any kind of drugs or anything like that. You don't have to be on any of that to detoxify. We all need to detoxify our body anyway. Every, every three months, we need to be toxing because we have different seasons. So as season comes, season go, we take in different minerals. Likewise, we need to detoxify our mind. Because we're taking so much garbage, whether it's from the news. I mean, we have the pandemic now and so much is happening. Um, some people saying this, some people saying that. You don't know who to believe. But you have got to do your own search, your own research. And you have got to find somebody who is speaking authentically and have been through it. What I am saying to you is not something that I went in the classroom and I learned how to become a coach. I didn't go into a classroom. I was my own coach. I didn't have any, um, I didn't go to any counseling. I didn't have a counselor. My counselor was the word of God, was using that to build my most holy faith up. 
because I was strong and because as well, I had people around me who was able to help me in those areas as well. Yeah. So you have to be, know who are you socializing with? What is environment that you find yourself in? What is the emotional state? What's, what are they saying that is, how is it affecting you emotionally? How is it affecting you physically? So you have to look at all of that. The seven pillars of health plays a very, very important role. As I said, when I left, I only had a hundred pounds and a suitcase. And in that time, I was able to go back to college and study therapy. I was unable to do travel and tourism. I was unable to go back, work on cruise liners, and then go back and do my degree in international spa management. I remember walking from school one day and I was thinking, oh my gosh, my fees are coming up. How am I going to pay for my fees? What am I going to do? I didn't know where it was going to come from. And I remember walking home. It was a springtime. I remember walking home from college and I heard, where does your head come from? Where does my head come from? And I started repeating it. Where does my help come from? And where does your help come from? Where does my help come from? And then it dawned on me, my help come from the Lord. I would lift mine eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, your belief may not be my belief. We all believe in something. We all believe, we all call our father by a name, one name or the other. But you have a belief. Whether it is that I believe in the universe, he made it all so whatever it is, hold on to your faith because faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you don't have to see it to have faith in it. You don't know that the chair you're sitting on right now can hold your weight up. How do you know that? You have no idea that when you sit down, it will hold you up. But you trust that when you sit on that chair, it's going to hold up your weight. And you sit. So have faith, take that first step. And that's what I do. That's how I encourage women. And that's how I take them through. And if they want to sign up for the program, then we go through that. But first of all, um, it's good to have like a one-to-one session. And then, you know, we can talk about it. We can go through it together, see where you are, see what it is you're looking for. And then just be that guide and support there for you. Because I have been through it, because I, I know the pain and the struggle, I know you can feel as though you don't belong. You feel as though, who is looking at me? Oh, um, oh am I a failure? No. If you think about Edison, when he created the light bulb, how many times did he not, the light bulb, when he tried it, it didn't work? But on the thousand time when he did, wow, voila, we have light. You know, let there be light. And there was light. And that's how you have got to think. You've got to think everything that happens is a learning process. It is a learning process. It is not a failure. There is a lesson there to be learned. You just have to look. And you have to look with your mind eyes. Don't look as though you're looking aimlessly. What am I looking for? Look, look within. 
It's all within. And that's what I'm going to help to bring out in you. Well, Verna, your story is so profoundly inspiring. And um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm honored to have you here on the show and to listen to your story because it's so, there's nothing like having somebody who has been through the process to help you heal in the process. So if someone is looking to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram is um, Verna underscore Harry. Um, they can find me there. I have a Facebook page, which is um, Lovey Refresh. Um, I have a website, which is uh, uk. I'm also on YouTube as well. I will send you all the information and then you can put it there for them and they can reach out to me. Um, if you want to phone me, you can phone me as well. Um, if you want to um, message me, you can. Um, my phone number is um, four, four, four plus, I think it's plus four, four, um, seven, eight, two, eight, one, eight, one, two, five, four. Um, so you can just message me, WhatsApp me and ask me any questions. And then we can decide on having a Zoom session where we can get to know one another and we can have a down to earth chat. Um, yeah over a cup of coffee or whatever it is you would like. I'd like to meet you. I'd like to, to, to talk with you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for being this beautiful light in the world. As I said, I'm honored to have you on the show. And um, we will have all your information listed, uh, certainly, when the podcast comes out. So thank you for being with us and spending time on the Health of Verna. Um, honored. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.